I've got news. Travelers Insurance might be the employer that provides the best benefits to military spouses who want to work from home. They have had 150 plus years to develop a wholesome, well-rounded work culture, and now they're extending that remotely to military spouses. In 2021, they hired over 100 military spouses and a huge percentage of those, over 65%, came straight from Vertforce. So join me now in this private conversation that Travelers Insurance had with the Vertforce talent community and let's dive in to why Travelers is so much more than a job. It's a career for you to pursue remotely. Virtual employment is here to stay. I'm military spouse, Vertforce founder, and your remote work expert, Kimber Hill. Subscribe now to learn how you too can thrive in the virtual workforce. Welcome to the Travelers Coffee and Connect. I'm Vertforce founder, Kimber Hill, fellow military spouse. My husband is Navy. We are stationed in St. Augustine, Florida. Anybody else here in Florida? You can drop it in the chat or just wave at me. We're bringing you together today with military spouses who currently work at Travelers Insurance, but also with the talent acquisition team at Travelers Insurance. Why? Right now, they are currently recruiting for multiple fully remote positions that are PCS friendly, meaning if your spouse is headed somewhere else, your job can go with you and Travelers is going to help support that gap. So one of the things, two things that are very important to me as a military spouse that I want to be important to you are career progression and career continuity, right? These are things that you should not have to sacrifice because your spouse is in service to our country. And that's something that travelers can offer. So first, if you'll give us a wave, Jennifer White, she's a retired Air Force spouse and she's the VP of talent acquisition at Travelers, an all around really fun person to work with. I love working with Jennifer. Hey, Jen. We also have Julie Galloway, who's the assistant VP of talent acquisition at Travelers. Now, interesting fact about her is her team is actually the one that recruits for the military spouse friendly roles. So a lot of the times when you're interviewing, you're interviewing for people who work directly under Julie. Is that right, Julie? Yes. Thanks, Julie. Then we have Christina Carrero. She is the Traveler's Assistant VP of HR, and she also does a lot of the hiring for the military-friendly roles for the company's operations organization. All right, and we've got two military spouses today who were hired through the Vertforce Partnership, Jennifer Demino, she's an Army spouse who works in personal insurance and customer care. And I did see Penelope Fitzner, She's an Army spouse who is a claim customer care associate. We also have Jim McMahon, who's on chat duty, helping get questions about travelers answered in the chat. So let's dive into these concerns that you all brought up. I would love to start with lack of work experience and resume gaps. I think Penelope, you're probably the perfect person to talk to about this. Uh, can you tell us about your work experience before you got hired at Travelers? Sure, absolutely. Thanks, Kimber. Um, so I had a really varied work experience prior to Travelers. I was really a jack of all trades, everything from being dispatch and law enforcement to working for a corporate office. And then more recently before Travelers, I was a canine tra trainer and also ran a pet boarding service. So um, it was definitely different than what Travelers was offering. So um, bringing that um, experience to what I wanted to do with Travelers was my main concern there. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, having different levels of experience as a military spouse from coming into the picture without work um, and then having a lot of different volunteer and random job experience. And I think Julie would have some information to provide with us on what exactly is travelers looking for when they're staring at a resume and saying, what is it here that matters to make this person applicable for the position? 
Yeah, 100%. Thanks, Kimber. You know, I think a couple things. Whenever you apply to a job at Travelers through an application link that Kimber and her colleagues send out through Workforce, please know that it has an identifier in it that tells us as recruiters that you came from the Workforce organization. So then that way, there is a way for your application to reflect that. Um, so therefore, when I see a resume uh, that comes from the Workforce organization, I might already have a heads up, right? that, oh, well, if there are gaps in employment, it's most likely because this is a military spouse and, and they've had to support their spouse with moves across um, the country and so forth. So for us, we really look for transferable skills. So it's not, have you done this exact job before, but can you do this job? So Penelope, if I would say like, where are the transferable skills from a dog trainer to, you know, our dog boarding to our job? You might be like, yeah, I just don't even see the con connection there. <clears throat> but obviously it's her being able to demonstrate her ability to build her business, have customer relations, you know, um, have great communication skills, good business acumen. There's probably some, um, you know, problem resolution skills worked into the job that she had had before and so forth. So just know that we look for transferable skills. Um, I would say that for you, it's probably a manner of learning how to take what you've done if you have been unemployed for a while. Um, and by unemployed, I mean, you know, I know you've been working, whether it be in your household with your family or doing volunteerism and so forth, but it's taking that activity and being able to communicate that in a way to demonstrate the skills that you have still used during that time frame. So if Penelope would tell me, you know, I was volunteering, you know, at a community outreach center or something, then we, you know, kind of brainstorm as far as, well, what are the skills that you use? Again, it's not necessarily doing the exact same job, but it's what have you done that can, um, you know, make you a good candidate with the skills that you would need to be successful in the position representing us talking to our customers. I could I go add, on forever, but is yeah, that good? Yeah, can, go I add what, can I just add one more thing to that too? Please. And Kimber, I think we talked about this at, at the at the last podcast that we did that um, it's okay to put that, um, you know, your spouse was deployed on your resume. There is no harm in that. Um, it calls directly out what you've been doing. And to Julie's point earlier, certainly, you know, item out all those skills. Maybe you took care of the, the household budget. Maybe you were on point for, you know, multiple appointments for your family. Like those are things that actually count. Um, the other thing that I've seen, which I think is really creative is I've seen people put um, household CEO as their title and then list out all the things that they've done over a certain period of time. So um, there is, there's no harm in that. It calls out really directly what you've done. And as recruiters, as, as fine skilled recruiters, we can we can pick up key terms and, and things that you've done and translate that into some of the skills that we would be looking for in some of our roles. So I just wanted to make sure I added that in. Yeah, so. thanks, Thank Jen. you for specifically calling that out, Jennifer and Julie. Yeah. So let's talk Talk about the three three places where you can insert that you're a Vertforce candidate in your cover letter, in your opening line of your cover letter. Um, in the top right corner of your resume, you can write Vertforce candidate referral. And in the objective of your resume, you can say, first, I learned about this position on Vertforce. Here's my objective. In your interview, you should mention it to the recruiter who is interviewing you. They are going to give you an opportunity to tell them about yourself, in which case you can let them know, hey, I, I learned about this from Vertforce. Or at the end of that interview, they're gonna ask you likely, do you have anything or any additional information you would like for us to know? Be sure to bring it up somewhere along the way. But what I like about what Jennifer just called out is that they are in support of you listing on your resume if you've been out of work for a while. Um, household CEO or homemaker to an active duty service member in detailing the activities and the responsibilities that you had. Because I don't know about you, but I can definitely say if I've handled three moves in three years, I can handle just about anything traveler's insurance might put on my plate. <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to also get down to uh, Jennifer Domino on this too. Uh, Jennifer, what about you? What were you doing before Travelers Insurance hired you? So I'm 
My husband's in the Army, so military spouse for a lot of years. But prior to that, I worked retail at Walmart. And then he joined the Army, and there that job went. So we went to Fort Benning. Um, we were there for a while, had a bunch of kids, and then went over to Fort Irwin. I tried starting a daycare. You know, they have that program through the military. They set you up. So I was able to do that for a while, and then we moved again. And so then I started jewelry business. I sold jewelry for a little bit. And from there, I uh, did census work. And then we moved over here to Texas in Fort Hood. And I was on the hunt for a job. And I saw someone post on Facebook. I started looking into travelers and I was just blown away at the reviews that they have and kind of the, the way that people look at them in this. They're supported by the human rights campaign, their relationship with veterans and community support. And I just thought, wow. And so are they for real? So I applied through someone else who was a military spouse and was very happy to get it. And the longer I'm here, the more I'm just like wowed by them because everything that I heard about them is true. Like they don't just talk the talk, they really walk the walk. That's so important. And Christina Carrero said something in our first call about your first back first experience and how it helps translate to what you do at Travelers Insurance Career. Uh, Christina, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I think I, I said to Jen, I'm like, it's 10 times harder to, to sell a bracelet than it is to sell an insurance policy. <laughs> right? So I think at the end of the day, we, we need insurance, right? It's just something that's you need in your household, whether it's car insurance, home insurance, or whatever it is that you're looking for. A bracelet, like you could talk yourself out of that. Um, so I think that skill set that you use, whether it's Pampered Chef, um, I don't know if that's still around, but Pampered Chef or bracelets or 31 bags, like that's, those are all skill sets that you can definitely bring into the workplace. And Heidi Osmond says in the comments, I'm the spouse of a naval officer. I'm, I'm a teacher by trade and I'm looking for a change of pace professionally, a place where I have more opportunity to grow. Thanks for sharing that, Heidi. Uh, we'll talk about growth in just a minute, Heidi. Let's go ahead and tackle what uh, many of you asked during the icebreaker, which is really how quiet does that quiet office setting have to be? How many quiet hours do we have to have? So first, I want to provide you 30 seconds of education, and Michelle is going to bring this graphic up on screen for us. Okay, so we've created this really simple, easy to understand graphic for you. This is the amount of quiet office hours required at a position. And uh, this is sort of a spectrum, right? Gig-based work being the lower end of the spectrum where the less amount of quiet office hours are required, part-time, project-based, and full-time work. Uh, let's see, I released a podcast episode about this about, what was it, three weeks ago, Michelle, where we talked about how to find the perfect remote position for you. Michelle, I'll just let you drop that in the comments for everyone here to read. And I would love for you to listen to that if you are looking into remote work and you're trying to figure out what is gonna work with my personal life and my schedule. But you'll see here, we have pinpointed travelers on the spectrum for you. Travelers is full-time work, meaning you will be interacting with your coworkers or interacting with travelers, customers on the phone, the duration of your shift. We've slated 40 hours here and that indicates 40 hours a week. So we can pull this graphic down now, but a lot of us have a lot of things going on in our personal life. And I know that with COVID in 2020 and 2021, work culture is just a little different. So let's chat about the big childcare question. Um, what I'd like to know is from Penelope, who I believe you have children working at home, you have children at home while you work. Can you talk to us about how you manage childcare on this, with this role? Definitely. Um, so we really debated on the right childcare option for us and our family, and we actually decided to go with an in-home sitter. Um, having said that, that does give me um, the time I need to work. And so he's occupied. I feel better having somebody here. Um, but as far as noise, and I do have a separate office, but I would say unless it's um, excessive noise, I never have a problem. I think it's probably like we talked about in our last meeting, but this headset is awesome. So it does cancel out a lot of noise. Um, if there's any noise at all, maybe my dog barks. You know, sometimes that is a conversation starter for my customer. So that's never been an issue. Um, and then I have like a little white noise machine. So if anything gets out of hand, I can turn that on. Don't have an issue, but I definitely would recommend having a separate space and you do need the quiet. And I don't think it's, I think it's just fair to you and the people you're working with to have that. 
And I think it's important to point out that you guys are supplied some amazing headsets that are super noise canceling. Um, and I can see all of you are wearing them and anyone from your team can speak to this, but Travelers provides all of your equipment. In fact, do we want to have someone from the recruitment team talk about the equipment that's sent to you? Yeah, I can do that, Chris. So, Gimber, sorry, I had Chris Carrera <laughs> on my brain. Um, so you would not have to provide your own equipment. So travelers would provide a traveler's laptop, an extra monitor, because you are working in a dual screen monitor. And we pr also provide the headset, you know, keyboard, wireless mouse. So we provide the electronic equipment. You would have to provide that quiet, dedicated office space in order to conduct travelers business. And you would also have to provide your own high speed internet and the ability to hardwire. So you couldn't be like, you know, condo association and sharing, you know, internet, it has to be your own line. Um, and so you would have to have a desk in that quiet office space to set up that equipment, but we provide you with the electronic equipment to do the job. There's no investment on your part for that. Thank you. And I think that's a huge relief, burden relief, stress reliever for anyone looking at starting to work at full, full time at home. Um, not having to front that is, is super important. So I'd also like to hear from Jennifer Domino about how she handles the quiet office setting. Yeah, so my kids are in daycare um, and I know that it was really hard for myself when I first put them in daycare, but I kind of warmed myself up by going to the gym for a little bit and had that in gym daycare setting and realized, okay, they survived and they're happy and we made it. And then also, you know, there's on post hourly care options too, to help kind of warm yourself up and get comfortable with it. But I know it's a hard transition to leave your kids anywhere with anybody else. And I know that in the military, we're away from, we're from our family support. So some people build that tribe faster than others. And some people have, you know, struggle a little more with it. But, um, I think, I think that's, where where that comes from this community helps with that you know you guys out here and all of this coming together we kind of rely on on each other and so so i use daycare for my kids and that's how i have my quiet space thank you jennifer and i'm i'm a first time mom this is my first well my daughter just turned one so we're a little over a year there but it is hard it is hard to not have your family around so it's nice for you each to share your experiences and how you manage developing the quiet office space while having family obligations. And it's a huge stressor to work through a PCS and trying to figure out childcare in a new city. So thanks for sharing that. Christina, I wanna transition this conversation here to all of the perks and benefits that Travelers does provide uh, on this topic. Could you fill us in? Yeah, let me just um, hit one question that's coming up in the chat a lot on licensing. That is a, a benefit. If, you, if the role that you um, apply to requires licensing, we take care of all of that for you. Whether you have a license and need it renewed or you need to expand it to multiple states, we have a department that will take care of all of that for you along with the costs associated to that. So um, again, not all our roles require it. Some of our service roles do not require a license. It's a nice thing if you have it, our sales roles do, but we do have a, a team that takes care of that for you um, and all across all the United States. Um, so as far as benefits, we, we do have a ton of benefits when it comes to childcare or just any other benefits. So the first one I wanna tell you about is our employee assistance program it's through a company called Life Balance. And for that, I, I will actually say childcare and other types of care, cause you might also, you know, get, and I, I'm, I'm getting familiar with my terms. So forgive me if I get it wrong, but if you get PCS into another state where you're um, leaving your parents behind and maybe you're their caretaker, this, this organization will actually help you do the research on both finding a caretaker or a daycare family. So when you're going into a new state, you could walk in with a list of recommendations in the area that you now start from a list of five versus there are 25 different daycares here, which where, where do I start? What do I go to? Um, the other thing we have is we're, um, we have some wellness programs out there. So we really want your wellness to be one of your top priorities, whether it's your physical wellness. So there's a ton of different gym memberships out there or your mental wellness. Again, leaning back on that EAP program to make sure that you have everything you need from a, a mental um, standpoint. We also have some discounts on childcare. So if there's like a kinder care or a learning experience seems to be like the top ones in most of the states, we do give a 10% savings at those um, organizations as long as there's openings. 
there's paid parental leave. We have adoption services. So we, we you know, give uh, a stipend to help with adoption if that's something that you're doing. Um, IVF is also covered as long as it's medically necessity. So I, I don't want anyone to think like it's automatically covered. It's the same rules apply that across you know, multiple healthcare plans. Um, but again, that's something that we do offer. In addition, we have a pension, which I don't know if many people know, like when I started here, I just celebrated my 10 years yesterday. I never thought I'd have a pension and I have a pension plan. 401k, we have a 401k match program. We have an education assistance program. I mean, I could keep going on and on, but I'm not sure <laughs> that's how we want to use the time. But we do have a ton of benefits that are that are there for you to use, um, which, you know, it's, it's helpful when you're transitioning um, into your own workplace and your own career path. Chris, if you have any other benefits that you want to drop in the chat, we have a lot of people using the chat and you're welcome to continue listing yeah, those out. Yep. There was a small audio glitch. So I want to repeat, Chris, when she said that they do have an adoption stipend. And I don't know if you said how much that is, Chris. Um, I believe it's up to 5000 Okay. So clearly, and when I talk to you guys about travelers all the time, it's because this is an incredible employer who's going to support your career progression remotely, but also give you benefits that you're not going to find at other remote employers. And the reason why is because they're a 165 year old insurance company. They've had time to develop these things. So I, I want to encourage you to consider that when you're looking for your perfect remote role. Our, ba our benefits really are there to round out your needs. So it's not just a job that gives you a paycheck at the end of two weeks. It's more than that. Mm -hmm. Julie, let's talk about the other remote open positions. Yeah. And I think uh, a couple things, Kimber, that I'll add to that. I know there's been some conversation in the chat um, about flexibility and, you know, is there the opportunity to work overseas? You know, unfortunately, it is there is no opportunity to work overseas at this time. So if you uh, PCS, it has to be within the United States. We're just as an organization not set up to do business overseas. Um, so it, the mill spouse program and supporting you through change of stations throughout is just throughout the United States. So I wanted to mention that. Um, the other thing, and it's kind of gonna feed into um, the conversation that uh, Kimber just led me into as far as what jobs are available as work from home is that spectrum that she showed you um, that, you know, has, is it, are we a gig job or are we a full-time, you know, quiet time position? And, you know, we, we do have set hours for our positions. Um, and it's because you are working in a service center environment, which I'll talk about one of those jobs in a minute, where the calls are coming into you and you are um, taking calls from our customers. So it's not take a call when you can, it's you're on a schedule and you know you have set hours that you're taking calls during that time frame. Um, so does it have flexibility? Yes, but most of the flexibility is you're working from home, you're not commuting um, and you're able to take the job with you as you PCS. It's not a work when you can type schedule. So again, I don't want to sound like Debbie Downer, but I also want to be realistic and let you guys know, you know what to expect. And I'm sure as we talk more, um, Penelope and uh, Jennifer can talk about that as well. As far as the positions, in just a few minutes, we're going to talk about our personal insurance customer service representative positions in our claim customer care. And a lot of times people ask, you know, is that the only job? Like someone in the chat said, I have a license, you know, can that be used? You know, the customer service positions are the ones that we have engaged deeply with the military spouse organizations just because the portability of it is easier. Um, does that mean it's the only job that a mill spouse could do at Travelers? No. Um, however, you know, I would encourage people to cruise our career site to look for other opportunities. And then within that job posting, it's going to specify what the work arrangement is. Um, you know, sometimes it'll have, you know, Hartford, Connecticut, St. Paul, Minnesota, you know, St. Louis, Kansas City, Dallas, Texas. And so in some of those cases, it means that job can be performed at any one of those travelers offices. Um, but not necessarily remote. Within the body of the job posting, it would usually say if that job is fully remote. Um, so again, I just wanted to draw the difference there and kind of give you an idea as you look at our career site, if it says, you know, it's in office in one of those locations, um, 
that is going to require you to physically go into one of those offices for the job. Doesn't mean that you can't apply to it and, you know, be selected for it, but just want to make sure that we set the right expectation that not every job in our organization is set up with mill spouse partnership and so forth. Um, Thank you, Julie. Uh, Why don't we hop into those two positions that we are open? We're going to skip, we were going to discuss uh, pay, compensation, and salary, but we can ro- rotate back to that. I'd love for you to go ahead and talk about the two open positions because we are running short on time. Of course, we always have so much information <laughs> and so little time. I'll make it quick. So here at Travelers, we're all property and casualty insurance, right? We're not life insurance. We're not health insurance. Um, so we have our personal alliance division as one of our large divisions and business insurance is another large division. So within our personal insurance department, we have what's called um, an insurance service representative, AKA customer service representative, and they take inbound phone calls from our policyholders. Um, not only do I work for travelers, but I'm also insured by travelers, my car, my home. And so if I ever need to call in um, and have a question or need to make a change in my policy, I'm going to talk to someone um, in one of these positions to have that conversation. Um, And then also our customer care associate position, which is in our claim um, service center. Those are the individuals that take what we call a first notice of loss. So you're that friendly, calm voice on the other end of the phone, which I'll flip it to Penelope in just a minute. She can talk about it taking that phone call whenever someone has suffered a loss and they want to start the claims process. So again, they are heavy phone positions, requires excellent communication skills, you know, good technical skills. I mentioned earlier with equipment, you're in a dual screen monitor situation. You're talking and typing simultaneously, doing a lot of computer navigation to pull up the information, document, you know, the conversation, um, but all the while being professional and empathetic with our customers along the way. So Hopefully that's a good intro and we'll flip it to the others to talk about a day in the life a little bit more. Yeah, let's start with Penelope. Can we start with you and you tell us about a day in the life in your role and what your role is and then we'll move over to Jen Domino. Absolutely. Um, So yes, my position is a customer care specialist and I am the first point of contact for our customers, um, which includes our policyholders, our agents, our claimants, and then whoever else decides to give us a ring that day. But um, it is pretty fast paced and you wear a lot of different hats. So you may be talking to someone that's extremely emotional um, and needs comfort each step of the way, maybe due to an auto accident or fire to their home. Um, And that's where I do establish those claims for them. Um, We also get, you know, questions that come in just about their policy. Um, So they just want to get off the phone as fast as possible and talk about that. So it can be a lot of work um, and you do have a lot of different personalities and people you're talking to, but I will say it is very rewarding um, and 100% worth all of that time and investment because I truly believe we are making a difference and impact in people's lives every day. So it's just, it's been awesome. And I'm so thankful for what Travelers has done, the position I have and the customers I get to speak with. Thanks, Penelope. You are talking to people when they're at a really delicate position, something terrible could have just happened and you get to be that voice of calm and reason. Jennifer Domino, let's hear about a day in the life at your position. So it's really fast paced. I'm on the phone all day long, I'm constantly learning something new, also talking to customers and agents, helping them make changes, update their policy, things like that. Um, but anytime I find myself in a situation where I don't know the answer or I'm not sure how to handle it. I have support. So even though I'm within these four walls and I'm here by myself working remotely, I'm not alone at all. There is always someone there who can answer questions and help me. And, and speaking on that, um, we have team huddle meetings every week. So I have the friendships and the connections. My, my managers, they do a one-on-one development training. So instead of like coaching for correction, it's coaching for improvement. And it really is a really positive experience. And like Penelope said, uh, the empathy is, is all throughout travelers. I mean, they are constantly making sure that we feel respected, cared for, and secure. When my husband was deployed, I had people asking me, are you okay? Like, how are things going? And it was multiple different levels of management coming to me and my coworkers. So that friendship, that connection is, is really there. Let's just quickly do something a little different. So the candidates can be aware of what the work experience would be like at Travelers. How about each of you tell us what your, especially Penelope and Jennifer Domino, what are your top three favorite benefits that benefit you as you live your military lifestyle at Travelers Insurance? 
And if you don't have your top three, you can just give us maybe one or two. Oh, so I would say income wherever I go. <laughs> like I have, yeah. I have an actual career now. So it's like hard to get taken seriously when you're in a military town or they know your military spouse. Because once you may get your foot in the door, but it kind of goes, oh, well, where is the up from this? you're gonna move soon. So with Travelers, I know that I can really develop a career here and I feel I'm really part of that company. And then, you know, so just the development, income wherever I go, and then the discounts, I'm telling you, they've got like car discounts, you know, rental, like everything, that Apple discounts, it's amazing. Thank you so much, Jennifer Domina. Penelope, do you wanna share? First one Jennifer mentioned as well, being able to take uh, my position anywhere whenever we move, that is definitely a top one for me. And I'm so appreciative because this was during my interview as well, I asked this question, but um, travelers had told uh, the representative I've spoken with, they said, you know, when you guys get ready to PCS, we're gonna be very supportive of that and do whatever we can to help you. So being able to move my work and position with me. Um, another benefit I absolutely love and I think is pretty unique to travelers um, is our PTO. I think they have a great PTO plan. And in my opinion, and for my particular position, as long as the time's available, I can put in for PTO, maybe, you know, let's say it's next week or next day, as long as that's available, I can get that approved. So to me, that's very valuable because there are same things that come up last minute, life happens. Um, so those would be my top two there. Thanks, Penelope. All right, so we're gonna open the floor now for questions from everyone in attendance. And I know I'm seeing a ton come up in the chat. So let's prioritize prioritize these. If you use the reaction button down at the bottom of your Zoom screen, you can raise your hand. And we will start answering questions based on whose hand is raised. Oh, okay, I'm seeing a ton go up. Before we hop into questions, real quick, I wanna give Jennifer, Julie, and Christina Carrero an opportunity to mention anything about these two positions or benefits that has not already been mentioned. Okay, can I go first, Kimber? So yes. I think it's important. So I know there's been some questions, you know, are there part-time positions available? I will tell you right now, we do not. So the positions, uh, it's something that we're kicking around. If we have it in the future, that would be something that we would send out to Kimber and team to cascade out to the Vert Force community. Um, the other thing is about kind of the hours and, and the flexibility. Again, not every work from home job, as you saw in Kimber, Kimber Spectrum, is ideal for every situation. If you're not in the position to you know, work full time right now, um, you know, with that quiet office space, unfortunately, the traveler's opportunity might not be the right one for you at this time. Um, so I think that's where you just kind of have to balance what is right for you. Because when you start a job opportunity at Travelers or when you apply, you know, you want it to be long term. We've heard from Penelope and Jennifer and, you know, Jennifer just said, I have a career. I can take it with me. <laughs> you know, so I don't think she's leaving Travelers anytime soon. Um, so I think those are things to consider. Um, we are set hours. Most of them are anywhere from, they can be as early as nine to six Eastern time. And as late as even in the customer care, we have one to 10 um, Eastern time. But I would say most of the key hours are between uh, 9 a.m. Eastern time and as late as 8 p.m. Eastern time. Penelope and Jennifer, do you might guys mind speaking up? What hours do you work right now? I work two to 11, so that's okay. worked out great. And actually okay. uh, speaking to that with childcare, we only have that our in-home sitter for maybe three hours a day because my husband do, does get home. So that may be some people's um, positions as well that they end up falling into and it's worked out really well for us. Yeah, eight to 4.30. Okay. Perfect. And a lot of those schedules do include some weekend obligations. So in the customer care associate position, um, it's a both of them are five day work weeks, um, but usually you have uh, one day off during the week and one day off on the weekend. Um, and then for the position that Jennifer does in the personal insurance customer service, um, same thing. I mean, it's a five day work week, but they work rotating weekends. So it's usually like one Saturday every six weeks, one Sunday every eight weeks. So everybody kind of takes turns in personal insurance contributing to the coverage for those hours. And can I say, I love that though, because that Tuesday, I know I have off appointments for the kids, this, that, mm -hmm. whatever we need to do, I can do it. 
So I, I love that. I love that. And I can do a Saturday here or there. Not a big deal. Hey, Camber, can I just jump in? Sorry, Julie, were you good? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> okay, cool. um, can I just jump in on compensation benefits and accommodations real quick? Um, so Travelers does offer a competitive compensation package. We are a pay for performance culture here. Um, we have, you know, different milestone bonuses, merit reviews every year. So um, that's something that's looked at annually. Um, but I did want to just shout out, and I think I put it in the chat, that our benefits are start day one. So day one coverage of medical, dental, vision, life insurance, disability, etc. The list goes on. Chris gave you a, a great preview of some of those, those other benefits. So um, I just want to make sure that people knew that because a lot of people that I talk to, it's usually like a 30 day probation period or six, you know, six month probations, which um, that doesn't that doesn't happen here. It's day one, which is really important. Um, and then the other thing I saw pop up in the chat a couple of times was accommodations. And um, it's a really great question. And um, we have an entire accommodations team that takes a look at um, uh, certain accommodations that either um, current employees need or future employees need. And so when you're going through your interviews with your recruiter or hiring team, if there's something that, that you're gonna need in order to be able to perform the job successfully, certainly let folks know. And we will reroute you to um, this very specific team that will try to help you get you what you need to, uh, to perform the functions of the job. So. Yeah, thanks, Jen. The other thing I wanted to mention real quick is about location and <clears throat> about, um, I know several people have asked questions, like if we apply, what's the response time? When we, can we expect mm -hmm. to hear back? Mm -hmm. I will tell you that the positions that Penelope and Jennifer work right now, um, they are office-based positions for most travelers employees. So I guess I just want to draw that differentiation that we allow you to work completely remote because of our partnership with the military spouse organizations. Um, however, you know, we have a strong workforce of people in Penelope's job that is sitting in Buffalo, New York, in Hartford, Connecticut, and Orlando, Florida. So again, um, not every position within the company is at. So some people are asking like, if I've applied, how long will it take? I hate to give you this answer, but it depends how many other people have applied as well. You know, if we've got 10 positions and 300 people applied to that job, you know, it just kind of depends. So if you applied once and didn't hear anything, please don't get discouraged. Um, you know, you're welcome to apply again. Um, you know, if you have applied, gone through the interview process, you know, more than once, you know, then chances are maybe the skill set isn't perfectly aligned with what Travelers is looking for. But again, I don't want to discourage you because it really just depends on how many openings we have available versus how many candidates apply. Um, and again, just because you weren't selected one time doesn't mean that you're not welcome to reapply. Okay, thank you. We are going to tackle questions from the candidates now. Again, if you have a question that hasn't been answered, please use the reaction to raise your hand. Brittany Patterson. Hi, um, my question would be more focused on uh, how to market yourself efficiently. Like what is, is there any certifications I should do now to put on my resume to get ahead of other people? <laughs> I don't know if I word that right, but to make yeah. me stand out basically. Yeah, I don't necessarily know certifications, but, uh, but I'm glad you asked that question because one of the things I wanted to mention earlier, if you've been out of the workforce for a while, chances are um, you might need to brush up on your interviewing skills, right? And so that's one thing that I would suggest so that you can get comfortable conveying those skills in an interview because all interviews, whether it be via phone, via Zoom, in person, every everyone matters and in today's world and especially with you being the military spouse community the entire selection process would happen you know via virtual interview so there's not going to be a chance to walk in the door and shake somebody's hand and say you know i'm julie galloway so the way that you um, convey yourself over the phone is going to be so important um, so if you can watch any videos on behavioral interviewing tips that's a plus so jot that down behavioral interviewing and that allows you to be able to convey your past experiences to the interviewer that you're speaking with so that's one thing i wanted to mention and i would add to that too just be be proud of your background 
it's okay, your military spouse, we're looking for you. So don't feel like you have to hide any gaps or anything like that. Um, talk about it with your recruiter, talk about what a hiring manager, what have you been doing during that time frame? Did you, uh, you know, volunteer for your child's PTO or parent teacher association? Did you um, do something for the base? So just be proud of everything that you bring and bring your whole self to that interview. That would be another. I do want to hit the career development question while we're waiting for the next person to raise their hand, if that's okay, Kimber. Okay, so there's been a couple questions on like career development. So there's a reason why this position isn't part-time or these positions aren't part-time. It takes 12 to 14 weeks to train an individual to, to do this job. It is not an entry-level job by any means. Um, it is a very complex job. Um, it's it's a career. Um, we have folks who stay in it for years and years because every single day is different. Insurance is complex, whether you're on the front end of it, servicing a policy or selling a policy, or on the back end of it, like Penelope is, which is you know taking a claim. Um, so it is not an easy job to do, and and it's a full time 12 to 14 week training program. So that in itself is a career, and you can progress through that. Um, that job family from starting off as a trainee, which is that first year of employment and working yourself into a senior level position, which is where the specialty groups come into play. So just know there's some career growth there. In addition, we actually uh, we, we celebrated it a couple of weeks ago. The, one of the first military spouses we hired from this partnership was promoted and she is now an underwriter for the company. So we definitely have career growth and we have some others that are looking at our um, different programs. We have like an operations leadership development program. I know some of our military spouses who joined us about a year and a half ago are looking at that program. We have some that are really just enjoying the role and we're challenging them with different opportunities that project work that comes along. So again, I don't want anyone to think that this is just a job that we're offering because it could, you know, you can take it with you. So it benefits us, right? This is actually a full blown career path that you can stay in. Our average tenure is over five years in the role um, and you can, and every day is different. So no, please, you know, I just want everyone to walk away with not, this isn't the entry level job. Thank you so much, Chris. Tanya? Yeah, I have a real quick question. You said about the 12 to 14 weeks of training, which is actually is kind of amazing in my mind. Um, is there any further training that the company offers down the line as far as within your position to better you within your position yeah. or like you said, we're for promotion purposes? Yeah, so both. We offer both. Whether we'll talk about current and in role, we are constantly working on your skill set. So whether it's um, uh, you know, over the last two years, customers have been a little bit testy when they call us, right? And everyone was in a good mood during COVID. And so when they called our centers, sometimes our reps didn't get the, the best person that day. And so we provided additional training to help them work through those difficult calls. Um, we also have dedicated time each month that's that's meant for training, whether it's um, to improve a, a sales skill set for our sales counselors or just something, a new product that's been issued in, in service. Um, and then in claim, you know, we do a similar, similar um, dedicated training. There's also a development process that we initiate every year. So if it's something that you want to do to, you know, if you want to end up, you know, going into a program or going into underwriting, I'll use that as the example, we'll continue to work with you on what you need to do to prepare for that role. So it's really up to you. Every development plan is individualized based on what the employee is asking us to do. You're welcome, Tanya. Thank you, Chris. I'm going to go call on Tiffany Scott right before you ask your question, Tiffany. I want to point out, as several of you have said, you have interviews within the next week with travelers in the chat. So I have dropped and I will drop again for you now. Vertforce is free, 30-minute how to ace your virtual interview course. If you go to that link and enter your email, we will send you a private link to our private free course that'll help you do well during that interview. Tiffany. Hello. I know it was said previously that um, the calls are coming in and you're constantly, you know, throughout your shift. But on average, how many calls um, would you take a day? And also with those calls, are you guys tracking? Like, is it there a certain number you need to hit during your shift? Um, are you tracking like how long are you, um, the amount of time that you're on the calls? How does that all work? Yeah, so Penelope, you might not have to help me with the claim side of it. I have um, the service side of it, but sure. for service, it's on average about 50 calls a day. 
Um, and we do measure and service, um, not necessarily like you have to hit your 50 because you can only answer the calls that come in. So for service, um, it's, it's customers calling us. We don't call them. They're calling with questions. And see, even with sales, we're not cold calling, you know, trying to sell some insurance policy over the phone. We've sent something to a customer. They're interested in insurance with us. So they're calling us for a quote. So it's not necessarily based on number of calls, but it's based, the metrics are based on how efficiently and, and how um, much service you're able to provide within that call. So Penelope, how many, I don't know how many calls on average. I don't know. I would say on average, there's not like a certain amount. They say, oh, you need to hit, you know, 50 per day. It's typically I do average right now more than like, I would say I don't go up to 50. Typically it's 30 to 40, maybe. Um, I do know we are trying to hire, of course, more, you know, customer service reps to help with that call volume, but it is on the need basis that our customers are calling. As far as um, how long you can be on a call, and this is something that really did impress me with travelers and how um, they measure as far as what we do to make sure we do have quality standards. Um, but there's not a time that they say, well, you have to be on the call for five minutes or less. Um, it's really more so based on an average that everyone else is averaging their calls. So they just look at that and say, okay, if everybody averages this, sound, you know, seems like you should probably want to fall in line. I should want to, you know, fall in line with that. But if it ends up taking, you know, our customer service reps longer than um, five minutes, six minutes, seven minutes, then they look at that average again. So it's not anything like, well, you need to fall into this category or, you know, that's, that's bad. So um, we do have a set of standards that do need to be followed, but I absolutely love the way Travelers does it. I've been with other companies that have things called metrics and probably a lot of, you know, people here have heard that and it's not at all like that. So I really appreciate the way Travelers does it. Yeah. And, and Tiffany too, the other thing, um, we have ebbs and flows in the business. So think like, you know, July is a hot season to buy houses. Everyone's calling to get their insurance, you know, insurance for their house. So it does ebb and flow with seasons as well. Oh, and then to add to that, there's bonuses based on that too. So yeah, I, in customer, I take about 50 to 60 calls a day. Sometimes it's slower, sometimes it's more, but that's about what I average. And so though we have those targets to get on the phone, take care of the customer, be empathetic, answer what their question is, service them 100%, and then, you know, get to the next call and do that same level of service. Uh, if everyone else is going fast on those calls, you want to be just as quick. You want to, because they're measuring, they're, they're tracking what kind of phone call it is. So if somebody else has similar phone call, basically it's just kind of what your average is compared to the other average, you know? So, but if there is a range at the top of the range, you can get bonuses on it and that's monthly. So there is opportunity to make, make money, make money. Yeah. And, and in addition to that, and, and Jenna, was it Jenna? No, Penelope, you just got nominated for one of our NSYNC nominations. The, with the service you provide, if you get good feedback, you can get entered into a, um, and it's not necessarily like contest, but an award. And if you get nominated for that award, it's a full, fully expense paid trip to Disney for you and a loved one. I know. I want to go so bad, but they won't let me. I don't need <laughs> but I am That's trying awesome. to get someone who's <laughs> going Penelope. take me with them one day. But um, it's all. I mean, and when you say service, it's 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 service. You are taken care of from the moment you step off of that plane until you you leave. I just would like to add on that. And I know we have a, a schedule here, Kimber, but truly, and I don't just say this because I work here. Um, it really it struck me that travelers cares about people. They care about our customers and our employees. So that is really why I'm with the company as well. In addition to the other great benefits and having the position I can, can take with me anywhere, but there's a lot of great companies out there and travelers is, in my opinion, by far one of the best. So. And let's see here. Jim is inviting everyone to connect with him on LinkedIn. What we want to offer too, is if you need to be in, put in touch with one of the recruiters from today, you can drop your email in the chat here. If you prefer not to share that email address with hundreds of other people here on Zoom, you can email hire at vertforce.us and we will liaison you over to the correct point of contact. And I'll put that in the chat for you now. And so Kimber, I just want to bring up one of the benefits too while we're waiting for any more questions. We do have a tuition reimbursement program. 
um, in a student loan 401k match. So the student, the tuition reimbursement program is if you're going back to school, if you're going to school to, to take classes that are, you know, of a certain degree, like we wouldn't you know, necessarily pay for every single class. You have to submit it in advance, but there is an opportunity to get up to $6,000 of tuition reimbursement um, for a calendar year on classes that you're taking. Um, in addition, we also have a student match. So if you're out there like me paying your student loans and um, you can't put into your 401k at this point in time, there is a 401k match program. So we'll put your we'll put money into your 401k while you pay down your student loan debt. Thank you so much. Isn't there something too, Chris, about volunteering, matching volunteering? Oh, yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, we have voluntary. Um, so someone mentioned that they love doing community service. And so so we love that. And um, there's an opportunity for you to do some community service and you can log those hours and travelers will donate money to a cause of your choice. Um, so it's something that we're really passionate about. We love being in our community. So you can, um, once you're here, you can check out all the opportunities. We'll find opportunities for you too, if, if you can't find them. But if you are volunteering locally, you can go ahead and log those hours in. I used mine this month, this year to, you know, I donated to my kids' school and travelers matched that for me and donated to my kids' school as well. I love that. Thank you so much, Chris. So anyone who has lingering questions, you can either drop those in the chat or raise your hand and we will try to tackle those in the next 10 minutes. All right, Brittany asks, should you not apply to multiple positions at once at Travelers? Um, good question, Brittany. I mean, I think you have to be focused on, you know, what you want to do if a person has submitted 20 different applications, you know, then it might be, um, you know, my question, what exactly are they looking for? But to my point that I had mentioned earlier, sometimes proportionately, we get a lot of applicants compared to the number of openings that time around. Um, so it doesn't hurt to apply to more than one. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say because it's not an easy answer because it would be based on, you know, individual circumstances and so forth. But you are more than welcome to reapply. Yeah, don't get discouraged if you weren't selected the first time around. There was the other question. Of, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think that goes back to tailoring your resume and being total, have your digital package totally prepared for the role that you truly want spending a lot of time and energy focusing on making your digital package appeal to the role that you want. And I think you're better off if you do that. But mm -hmm. go ahead, you were going to finish something. I was, and then I lost that train of thought because I got, <laughs> um, I see Cecilia's question about internal promotion. So Chris had talked about movement earlier. You do have to be in your current position for one year before you can apply for other jobs within the organization. Um, and again, depending on if that job can be performed remote, that would also play a factor. I just don't want to overstate that every job within Travelers allows everybody to work remote. Um, Chris, would you add any other context to that? No, no, and I would say that if, if you happen to live near a traveler's office, you're welcome to also come in and work within the office and at the time, if you if you have to move at that point in time too, we can uh, assess where you are and, and think about different roles for you at that point. But this role can be done in an office and that we actually had someone who was in our, um, near our Knoxville, Tennessee office. And I think she's gonna go in and get the experience, meet some coworkers, and then when you know she's she's there for temporary, I think her husband's in training, and then she's gonna kind of go back out um, to the state that she she's stationed in, and we'll take her job with her. So that's just another opportunity for you to get to meet a peer group and have coworkers that you get to have lunch with too, you know, which is it's important. Yeah, there was the question about um, in addition to Penelope and Jennifer um, handling calls all day, do they have to do chats and email in between? Penelope or Jennifer, do you guys want to speak to that? The only chatting I do in between calls is with my team and we have a great team chat. <laughs> so, Same here. Um, we yeah. log notes. So if I'm on a call, I'm going to try to multitask, talk to that person at the same time, take the person's name down, any relevant information, and then try to have that note taken while the call is ending and then save it. And then we do, you know, time after call, I can finish the notes if there's extra things to add in there, but then it's just being ready, being in the available status for that next call to come in. Yeah. And Chris, we have designated representatives that handle specifically our chat function, right? Yeah, and, we do. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and we also will schedule you off the phone to take those trainings that I talked to you about. So that's, um, you know, the, it's not something you have to try to fit in between calls that come in. We schedule you off the phone to, to do any dedicated training that you want or attend any of our diversity events, for example. One of my coworkers on my team, he does uh, probably 70% of his um, shift is what's called email notice of loss. So we do have associates that are specifically email trained. Um, but like you said, Chris, with that scheduled off the phone, so you're not having to be on the phone and also try to dedicate time to that email. I think there's a, Danielle, did you have a question? Sorry, I did. I. I clicked it off, but that's okay. okay. Um, so I'm in California and I know a lot of companies don't hire out of the state of California. Um, are you guys able to do remote out of California? Yep, we have employees that live in California today. Okay, awesome. And then the other question is how, I may have missed it, how does scheduling work? Um, yeah, I can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, um, if you pick them or however it, however you guys do them. Yeah, so Penelope, you're gonna have to correct me for claim if I don't get it right for claim, but the, anything that we're hiring for is posted in the, the job description when you go in. So that's typically when the training hours go. In service, so if you're applying for a customer service or insurance service rep or a sales counselor, we have something called a shift pro bid process. And in sales, it's twice a year, in service, it's once a year because life happens, right? And things change. What, what it is, is based on a number of different factors. The shifts that we need to cover for that following year are released to you and you get to choose. It could be the same exact shift that you're currently in and you like it and it works for you. You can bid for that. Or you can say, hey, I'd like to try maybe something a little later, maybe go to the gym in the morning, do something for yourself and then take a later shift. You can bid for those shifts as well. Um, I don't know, Penelope, is it similar in claim? It is. It's about the same and claim. We can really submit a request at any point for a different change of shift. I, I've stuck with mine because it works for our family, but that's, that's correct on that process. Yeah. And the shift has to be available. Mm -hmm. Um, I am getting some questions in the chat on like, what about bus pickup? Right? So, um, we will do our best to try to accommodate breaks associated with that, that work for you or a lunch break. So let's say your kids get off the bus at two o'clock and that's when you'd like to take your lunch break. There are certain regulations we have to live with. So state of California is pretty picky on when we give lunch breaks. So you, you know what I mean? I think just know that there's sometimes we just can't accommodate you and not because we don't want to, but because there's certain regulations we have to live by. Um, but we do try to be as flexible as we can um, and, you know, coordinate breaks that are associated with you. The thing that comes into question is, after school and childcare, right? So are you, you know, it is one of those positions that I know we've been calling it quiet, uh, quiet office time. So I think it's just something you have to consider. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yep. Thank you, Danielle. Again, we're going to give priority to people who have their hands up on screen. And if no one has their hands up, I'll read from the comments. I know there's a couple questions coming in for salary. So salary is dependent on state because there's different costs of living. So we're, I don't necessarily know we're going to answer that salary question. A lot of it's going to be based on the state that you live in and the position you've applied for. Chris, are you able to give like a bottom st st salary range? No, Jen, do we have a bottom? Because there's a, a number of positions. I know what my bottom is, but I don't know what. Yeah, I could speak to that, Chris. So for the customer service positions that we've been referring to, the bottom would be 41,000 annually. And again, if you go out to the job link that you want to apply for, the uh, minimum base salary should be in there. Uh, to Chris's point, depending on cost of labor in different markets, if someone gets an offer with us, um, it could be slightly different. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is there's been a little bit of conversation today about different like sales um, positions where it might require utilizing that property and casualty license. Um, if we do hire military spouses for those positions, the base salary might be slightly less than that number that I mentioned, but that's because it has a higher um, incentive type program because you are, you know, converting sales and, and so forth. So I just wanted to point out, you know, why, because I wouldn't want anybody to sit here and say, well, Julie told me. <laughs> and uh, so again, there are some nuances, but I can tell you it would be right in that range. So hope that helps. Thank you, Julie. And Ruth Ann has a, sorry, Ju Joy Ruth has a question. 
Thank you so much, uh, Kimber, for recognizing my um, my hand. Yeah, I'm the one who's overseas, and uh, we have a couple of months left. And you know, when you're Okonus, you're required to go back to the United States. And because of that, uh, you know how it is when you PCS, you really have like, you know, you have to start packing in the three months prior to moving. So with that being said, and I'm very portable, like because of my background. Um, and that's my question. I have, yeah, I've done a lot of insurance work in the past and I still have a skill set. And that's the reason why I keep my licenses up um, and working. And because of my background, like I'm very flexible when it comes to management or sales and all that. How does that work for people like me who's about to transition back to the United States, but we're, but I still have a residency in the United States. I actually have my house. That's why I go back and forth. Yeah, to check I, I can answer. I can answer. So it's, it's less about where your property or where your residency is. It's where you're going to be performing the work out of. And that's really based on the insurance regulations and the state and, and country laws. So right now we are not allowed to have employees do work on our behalf outside of the United States. So even if you get stationed there, unfortunately, we just had someone who, who moved to Germany for two years and, and, you know, we have her resume ready to go when she comes back, all she's got to do is call us. But at the point that, you know, because she's in Germany for those two years, she cannot perform work on our behalf based on the regulations that the country that the other countries have required from us. So. Um, it's got nothing to do with skill set because you all, you know, again, anyone who's doing the job today could do it whether I put them on a, you know, in Hawaii or if I put them in Germany, but it's based on the country. Yeah. And if we have yeah. jobs available, if you were coming back, Joy Ruth, um, you would want to apply for a job within a close time to when you're going to be returning, right? Like if you're not returning until November, there would be you know, it's not really uh, in the best interest to apply to a job now, knowing that you wouldn't be available for a job. But if you were within, I would say, one to two months mm -hmm. of returning to the United States and you're trying to get your ducks in a row so that you can be employed shortly after returning to the United States. In our job posting, we do try to put what the target hire date is, because a lot of times Chris talked about that training that can be multiple weeks and so we try to train collectively and so therefore we do try to put a target start date so um, and then if you are selected to interview with a recruiter they'll ask you about your availability and that's when you would want to be upfront with them and yeah. let them know your situation as far as where you are location wise and when you would be back in the United States and available for work. And then we've we've had and then we've had some situations where life happens where you think you're coming back you know a certain day and it ends up that you're not and this company is very um very flexible and so if if we ever needed kind of uh push out that start date it, where we could where it makes sense and there's still going to be that opportunity in the work at that particular time the company's really really great about trying to work with you as best as possible to kind of push that date out. Never guaranteed, but we try real hard to, to make it right. I appreciate your answers, uh, ladies, and Sir um, Sir Jim, because he's actively in the chat. chat <laughs> yeah. Really appreciate everybody. And um, yeah, my problem is like, because we have a couple of properties all over the States. So even if we get stationed, say for example, in Alaska or Hawaii, I still mm -hmm. maintain my properties in Florida and California, Tennessee and Alabama. Like, <laughs> so I could like literally um, go around and that's another question is what if you're, you could literally hop your residency in, in different states. So do you have to be with your spouse's state where he's stationed or can you just work where you want to be, you know, given the residences that you have? Yeah, so there are, there, and it's probably more of a technical answer to your question, but I think as long as you're keeping your address current in our payroll system, it's really what's required. So you can't, you know, if you're going to be going from Florida and then live, you know, two months later, you're going to live in Alaska for six months and then move back to Alabama for five months, you're just going to have to keep your address current in our payroll system. So the a tax, you know, United States likes to make sure they get taxed appropriately, and so do we. Um, and, and that's really okay. what it comes down to. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. You guys are amazing. Great presentation. Thank you. You're welcome.
Thank you so much, Joy Ruth. So I want to make sure that we address this question that's been asked by a few people in between calls. Is there live chat support required? And Jim answered in the chat and he said, between calls, there will be some documentation, but no chat work required. So thank you for answering that, Jim. And then the last question that we will cover today before we close out is some of the positions say nationwide. Does that mean there is a possibility of remote work at those positions as well? Can someone from the Travelers team please answer that? Yeah, we just had a, a conversation about this today. And so I think when we're advertising very specific positions that are work from home, like legit work from home, you're going to see work from home nomenclature or remote. Nationwide gets a little fuzzier um, because sometimes we're really looking for an employee to be aligned to a specific location and at some point going into that location. So it does get a little murky, um, but I would say for this population, particularly the uh, the military spouses that need to that maybe need to transition, I would look for keywords like work from home or remote. I hope that okay. helps. <clears throat> Thank you. So, oh, go ahead, Julie. I was just going to add one thing, Kimber. The other thing I would add to that is, um, again, the positions that uh, the Virtforce organization is going to send out to you are ones that have that specific application indicator in them. Even if the um, application or the job description says it's in office, please know that because you're a mill spouse, you know, um, Again, the job description might not say remote or work from home. If it's specifically one that we sent out to you, we know that mill spouses are eligible to apply. Can't say that for every job that's you know yeah. on our career side as Jen is talking about. Again, then you'd have to look for the uh, work arrangement for that specifically specific posting. But if it comes from Kimber and team, um, it is because we are accepting mill spouse applications for that job, even if it doesn't specify remote in the location on the posting. That's all Kimber, thank you. The next thing that I wanna share is Travelers is also a great employer if, you're trans if your service member is transitioning. If they are preparing to move out of the service and into civilian work, Travelers has some great opportunities there. If this is you and your family, please email hire at vertforce.us. We will provide you support to put you in touch with the appropriate Travelers recruiter who can recommend or point of content who can recommend positions for your transitioning service member. Um, in that email, tell us where you think you're gonna land, what part of the United States you'll be living in after transition. And then Travelers team, do you have anything else to share before we close out today's call? We look forward to meeting you hopefully, yeah. Thanks everyone, great questions right. today. <laughs> I, I wanna add something. I, I think that Travelers really does want you to bring your full self to, to the job and to the work. And so I just wanna kind of bring that in because a lot of us, I know when I was looking for a job, there is that fear. Who's going to want me? I haven't worked here. I haven't worked there. I mean, this work history, that work history, but like they said, just bring what you know, bring yourself, bring your full self. And I mean, you're valuable, you know, and, and let your value shine through. Thank you so much. We can't wait to hear from all of you. We expect a lot of emails. We look forward to helping every single one of you. You can go ahead and exit the Zoom meeting. I'm gonna hang tight with the Vertforce team. And if anyone from Travelers needs to stay on, you're welcome to, but we'll see you all later. Have a great day. If you loved this content as much as I loved creating it for you, remember to subscribe. Wanna get in touch? You can reach me at podcast at vertforce.us. All content in this episode is the intellectual property of Vertforce LLC.